Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. All right, it's time to hand out some awards. We're doing the first quarter awards. A little bit different. Most people do mid-season awards, final season. Well, we're doing it a little bit different here at Pad the Stats. And we're going to give out first quarter awards, first quarter of the NFL season, <clears throat> excuse me, through the first four games. So we're going to look at a bunch of different categories. Pat Cotter is here with me. We're going to give you our MVP. We're going to give you guys that have not performed, our fantasy wasteland team, our fantasy all pro team, um, a ton, a slew of categories. So coming to you live from the Pad the Stats studio. Oh, yeah. I just made that up, but that's what we're going to call it from our kitchen count, kitchen table. Oh, Pat yeah, Cotter. We got, the, we got the heck of a studio here. Got Chase laying on the floor right next to me. Just watch the uh, the Patriots Colts game. Patriots waxed him. Yep. You know, we're here to get you some fantasy advice before we go to bed. Yeah, second podcast of the night. I did. I recorded one with Pat, or I'm sorry, Jake, and we did our quick. Um, what do you call it? Like a rundown. Rundown. Like, just a quick rundown of um, rapid fire. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Of start sits for week five. So. Let's get right into this thing. First, though, I do want to do um, some league news and notes. And let me get those pulled up really quick here. So the first thing, Pat, I wanted to talk about was the Packers wide receiver situation this weekend at Detroit. Big one coming. And it looks like it should be a good matchup. I think somebody's going to benefit in the Packers offense. Who's going to play? Who's going to play is the biggest question. Geronimo Allison, concussion. He still has not been cleared. Randall Cobb with the hamstring. He still doesn't look like he's ready to go. And then, of course, Devontae Adams injured his calf in practice on Wednesday. He did not practice on Thursday. We should have some more clarity on Friday of their receiving core and who's going to play. Um, we'll see what Mike Mark, Mike McCarthy says, who's going to play this weekend. But right now, it's not looking good. And one of these rookies, I think, is going to step up. Right now, it looks like Marquise Valdez-Scantling is probably that guy. Um do you agree with that? Do you think he's more I mean, likely he's, than he's Jamon Moore and Equinemius St. Brown? He's the guy that's going to get the, the the chance first. I think that's I mean that's something to say. Um, I wouldn't want to start him unless I'm in a pinch. I mean, I know you're starting him in one of our leagues. Uh, not fun for you. I mean, how what what was your thought process right there? Uh well, I'm in a very bad pinch this weekend in Tony's league, and I had Allen Robinson. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Jordan Howard, all on buys. Yep. Terrible week. Yep. Terrible and week. We, and uh, we actually tried to push it. We get a trade going. We I came back this today, and I'm like, you know what? I saw that you were in a bind there with wide receivers, and I actually am in a bind because I have a lot of depth at wide receiver in in our le- in that league. Mm-hmm. But I need I got Trey Burton on a buy, and I don't want anybody, and I want to drop. But obviously, I can't just go into the week with no tight end. So I was going to say, here, I'll trade you. I'll do a two-for-one. That way I can pick up a tight end. I can upgrade it at a position, and you can get some depth pieces. And and, and I can and plug and play a week. receiver. Because you are you're you are one and three right now, and you need wins. Yeah. I'm sitting pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I think I'm actually a two and two, but I've mm-hmm. got a lot of guys I can start. If I can get an upgrade there and you can try to get a win, that would be great. But unfortunately, we were looking at doing, a, what, Sony Michelle – and uh, uh, Nelson Aguilar, I would give to you in re- in return for Mark Ingram. Yep. But unfortunately, <laughs> Sony played today, and in our league, you need to have a one-day grace period. Our commissioner wouldn't push it through because that's not how the rules go. So 
we were crap out of luck. And you started Ryan Grant, who yeah. unfortunately had an okay game. Yeah, an okay game. He got 12, did, 12 points for me in a PPR, which is okay. Uh, okay for a flex position. Especially but with I, that, that low of one. Yeah, I was in a pinch to play somebody. Um, but in terms of how this looks for the Packers wide receivers, the situation that I was in, I actually had Chris Hogan starting. There's not a lot of options on the waiver wire. No. I could have put plugged in Taewon Taylor. I could have plugged in either of the Colts receivers, Ryan Grant or Chester Rogers. I ended up going with Grant. Rogers had the slightly better game. But I ended up sitting, or actually I dropped Chris Hogan mm-hmm. and picked up Marquis Valdez-Scantling. Yep. So I'm going to play him this weekend. That was a good call. And it looks like it's going to work out. Hogan, I think, maybe had three catches tonight. Yeah, Didn't do a whole a lot. Game. But, um, you know, I actually think that this is going to be the uh, a really beneficial for two guys. Jimmy Graham could see a big increase in his workload. He's the one guy in there in that receiving core that isn't scathed. He could actually see some increased targets. And I think uh, Ty Montgomery is going to be a good play this week because he could see a couple more snaps out in uh, – out. Because, you know, he was, used to be a wide receiver, could see mm-hmm. some more snaps out wide, and he also could get some more catches out of the backfield. So I think that could help him a lot. Now, Aaron Rodgers scares me. I, I own him in a lot of leagues. So he definitely gets a downgrade, especially if I feel like if Devontae Adams and another one of those guys can't go. Because yeah. he's, he's a guy that relies a lot on timing, and these rookies quite haven't developed a, a rapport with him. So I think that could throw him off a little bit. And he's already hasn't been great. So if you have a if you're in a deep enough of a league to start a different quarterback, this might be a week to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it's interesting. I actually am starting Ty Montgomery over. I think I'm starting him over Carryon Johnson, and I have to look. I, I there's somebody you, else. He gives you that that. Uh, I like him this week. Yeah, I think he's a really good player. I think he's a good player. Gives you a good floor. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're looking for somebody, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to lean on Ty Montgomery, maybe more than anybody else, in Great. terms of pass catchers for if, the Packers. Especially if if free if uh, if uh, Adams can't go. So Valtez Scantling or Ty Montgomery in your flex? I would rather have Ty Montgomery, honestly. Okay, honestly. all right, Ty Montgomery there. Uh, Devontae Freeman, are we comfortable starting him at Pittsburgh this week, or do we want to sit him? You know, I just started Dalvin Cook last week, and I it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but. I honestly think I would start him if I have to, but if you have some good options at running back, which very few teams do, uh, I would start him. I mean, you're, you drafted this guy to be one of your workhorses. There's not many teams, unless you have, you know, already started James White and you happen to have another stud later wider, like running back, then I would probably be starting Freeman. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Dalvin Cook has not practiced the last two days, is considered questionable. I don't think he's going to play. Um, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't. That that way. Just the way it went last week. Yeah. And he's got. What is he against Philadelphia this week? At Philly, it's best run matchup, defense in the league. Matt, Get away matchup. from him. He already burned you last week. I would just wait until you see that he gets a full workload until you're going to start. Yeah. Ty Montgomery and Carryon Johnson are two guys I would start over Dalvin Cook, even Definitely. if he's active Definitely. this week. Um, Greg Olson foot. This is surprising. A lot yeah. of people in your league probably dropped Greg Olson thinking he was not going to come back this year or he wasn't going to come back until double digit weeks yeah. where he wasn't going to help you anyway. Um, he could return week six. He practiced today. Yeah. He's a good stash, man, especially with how, uh, much of a wasteland the tight end position yeah. is, unless you got a guy. Like well, he's not really even a stash at this point. You're playing him next week. I, I don't think I'd want to start him the, the first week he comes back. I mean, 
I mean, shoot. What I mean, are you going to do with tight end, though? I'm going to be starting Ricky Seals-Jones this week. So, I mean, I'd almost rather I mean. start Olsen yeah. when he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is I'd like to say that I wouldn't like to start him this first week coming back. But, honestly, the the, the tight end position is such a wasteland that you, you probably should just should. Yeah, you almost have to, I feel like. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, back hamstring. He returned to practice Thursday. I'm not excited to start Larry Fitzgerald this week. I'm not at excited San to start him, but I feel like this is—he's—he's he's a veteran. He's gonna, especially if he's a little banged up, he's gonna get these time off. So this is something I, I kind of expect him to be doing. I—I I wouldn't expect him to practice much early in the week for the rest of the season, especially if his hamstrings bother him. So I would be looking more looking towards the Friday practices. If he's limited, if he's getting, if he's getting a full, if he gets a full workload Friday, I would be, I would fire him up. Okay. Um, Quincy Anunua hip was added to the injury report as a limited participant on Thursday. Uh, Quincy Anunua versus the, I think they're playing the Broncos or Larry Fitzgerald at San Francisco. I would go Larry Fitzgerald if he is playing. Okay. I'll go Anunua. Uh, Eric Berry heel. He sat out another practice yesterday. Appears he's going to miss another game. Just is about yeah, three right. weeks past due where I thought yeah, he was going to play, same. or a couple weeks past due. Chiefs um, defense needs him too. Yep. Alshon Jeffrey, he did return to practice Thursday. Good news there. John Brown, groin injury. Um, or I'm sorry, I don't. I wrote down John Brown, and I meant to say um, uh, groin injury. I, what What am I thinking? Our guy, our guy with the with the with the Bengals. Little wide receiver from Washington. Oh, Why can I not think John of his Ross. name? John Ross. I said John Brown. I'm sorry. John Ross, we saw him hobble into the end zone on that touchdown last yeah, week. Do you remember that? Stay healthy, man. I don't know what was up with that. Um, sorry, I wrote down John Brown there. Anyway, Joe Mixon sticking with the Bengals. Knee practice Thursday. Giro Bernard, surprising. I just saw this today. Knee injury. He missed his second straight practice Thursday, and there's a real chance he could miss Sunday's game versus the Dolphins. So if Joe Mixon's active, I think he's an RB1 yeah, this and, week and, and a good start. Look, look out for uh, Mark Walton. You know, if if something happens due to – if Mixon takes a step back and Geo can't go, Mark Walton's going to be right yeah. there for the – the. Uh, the, the you'll be right there for that workload. Kind of so scoop that. Just kind of keep him on mm-hmm. on an eye. If you got a really deep league and you can throw him on your bench, yeah. it wouldn't be a bad ad. Yeah, it's kind of like that Latavius Murray ad like a couple weeks ago. I mean, it didn't help you out, but I think that he could be a guy that's a sneaky start if if uh, Mixon doesn't end up going and Geo goes. You know, in in, yeah. in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that's all we got for league news and notes. Let's actually, you know what, before we get into this, how about we recap this Thursday night game really quick while we're at it. Let's just do it. We'll just talk about it real quick. What a blowout. What a blowout, but let's talk fantasy implications and let's talk Eric Ebron. Another big night. Huge. When Jack Doyle returns, is Eric Ebron still a tight end? I I think you got to put him on that tight end one radar now. I do. I mean, especially with the fantasy landscape. He's playing more of a wide receiver role in this yeah. offense. I think he's the, probably the second best wide receiver in that in that on that team. I think it's a smart thing for them to do is to line him up wide. I don't think he plays a tight end role very well. Line him up wide, let him be your wide receiver too. I mean, you got you got Ryan Grant, and Chester Rogers. They showed you that they're complementary pieces at best. While Ebron isn't a guy that's going to give you be a very efficient. He is an athletic guy that can beat guys and just kind of out muscle guys sometimes. So I think that he's going to be. Maybe up and down, but a, a stable option or like a good option uh, with the tight end landscape as it's been, mm-hmm. even when Jack Doyle comes back. Ebron or Trey Burton, rest of season. I'm gonna say Ebron. Okay. Uh, boy, that's close. I want to say 
Trey Burton's going to eventually get going here. I think I'll lean Ebron too. The way that connection looks with Andrew Luck, it looks good. It, it, I th- like they're not connecting on most, like a lot of their passes. But he's like, going they're, they're, to they're him so much. They're very inefficient. They're they're very inefficient. But yeah, he's getting targeted so much. I can't right. help but start him. Is he still a very good option, or at least a solid option when Jack Doyle returns? Yeah, I I, I still think he's going to get a lot okay. of usage. Honestly, I think it's better for him when he's not playing that tight end. Role. Are you worried about Gronk at all? No, it's Gronk. Okay. As long right. as he's not injured, then you're firing him up and getting him going. Okay. One touchdown this year. Hasn't scored since week one. Six for 75 tonight. We, down weeks in weeks two and three. So they'll get him going too. I agree. Yeah. I don't think there's anything to worry about. Sony Michelle, is he a running back one rest of season? Can can Let me ask you this actually, because do you think that, that the Patriots offense in a PPR league, do you think they have two legitimate RB1s? I think they have Low two end legitimate high-end RB2s. Okay. I think Who would they, you rather I think, have I think rest of season? These are one season. of the few guys you can rely on to be a solid play every week. Honestly, I feel like they're pretty equal. I think that they're both going to get a lot of work. The fact that there's no third running back there to take targets from, and then they play two very specific roles, mm-hmm. I think that they're both going to get a lot of usage. Are they both better than Jordan Howard at this point? No. No. How I, would you I rank still, those I three? I think I would take Jordan Howard first. Okay. I like Jordan Howard. I think he's a very talented running back. He's very he's a big power back, and he's added that pass catching ability to his um, his repertoire. I think last week was an aberration with Jordan Howard. I would not panic on him. I still think he is an RB one, a low end RB one, but still an RB one. I still would prefer him over those guys. Would you take maybe not then, based on what you just said about Jordan Howard? But I'm going to ask you anyway. Would you take either of the Patriot running backs over David Johnson rest of season? I still would take David Johnson based on his talent, but it's yeah. getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. I mean, he had a he had a okay week last week. Mm-hmm. A week you're like okay. Normally you're like okay. I hope that's my baseline, but you see that last week and you're like, all right, maybe they're gonna try to get him involved. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll see. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll. I guess we'll. You know. We'll see. But it looks like two really good options for the Patriots. I'm happy having either of those guys, and yep. they are. Plug and plays every single week. Yep. Um, wide receiver wise for the Patriots, Josh Gordon came down with that long touchdown. Just two catches for him, but I think they're going to keep getting him more involved in the offense. So if you have Josh Gordon, hold on, don't drop him or anything like that. No, definitely. I think don't drop you're him. you're going to be happy eventually here with some some production. I think he'll be a, a low end wide receiver too. Yeah, I I, I boom bust kind of guy. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'll they, they I'll lean more I'll lean more wide receiver three. Okay. Uh, I think he's yeah. a good flex play. Good flex play. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a good flex play rest of the season. Well, just with how many wide receivers are on your right. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. so many good wide receiver twos right now that it's just a glut. And then and then that's the thing about running back twos. There's just not that many of them. Yeah. Where Sony Michelle and 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 I love those two guys on my team because I feel like they're pretty solid. Rank Josh Gordon among the Detroit wide receivers. Tate Jones, Galladay, Gordon. How does he fit within that trio? Tate. And Galladay are very close to me. I feel like Galladay is the most talented receiver among that. He's like he's one of those guys. He would be a runner-up for one of those guys. Like you know, like those okay, I got you guys. Maybe a little bit of a preview for later. Maybe maybe not. But you know, I would take. I would. I think. I. What. I don't like switching up my ranks. But, you know, I always would say Tate early in the season. But Galladay's been putting up that argument to pass Tate, and I think he's right there on the cusp. 
And I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm going to push him over, over okay. Tate right now. So it sounds I'm like... I'm going to say you... Galladay, I'm then Tate, then Gordon, then Marvin Jones. Yeah. But all of them I would be happy having on my team. Yeah, PPR, I would go Tate, Galladay, Gordon Jones, non-PPR. I think Galladay is the better option. I think it's Galladay... Oh, man. I think, it's, I think in non-PPR, if you're in a non-PPR league, I think it actually goes Galladay and then... Gordon Tate Jones for me. Um, Because I do, again, I think Josh Gordon eventually is going to really get going here in this Patriots offense. They've looked really, really good the last two weeks. I think he's going to start gelling with Tom Brady. If I told you that Kenny Galladay had 32 targets in this offense, how many would you guess that Golden Tate had? 32 targets? Galladay has 32. How many would you guess Golden Tate has? I still want to think. Does he have more? A 35? More. 40. 44. 44, okay. But he only has four more receptions in Galladay. Yeah, that's weird because... He's always been he's been that guy that's been reliable, yeah. but he just hasn't caught them. They've been able to run the ball, I think, a little bit more if they would just cut ties with LeGarrette Blunt and just give more work to... That's a... We're not going to even get yeah, into that. Let's keep whole, it moving. That's another, um, another day. But yeah, Patriots 38, Colts 24. The Patriots offense keeps buzzing along and on the other side of things i think uh andrew luck looked pretty good in this game chester rogers was mainly his go-to receiver outside of eric ebron i tell you it makes me mad i have have ty hilton everywhere and if this could have been a game that he would have eaten and i'm playing Dwayne this week you know a guy that we need i need to beat he's our number one player the guy that just like frustrates you in your league that does well and he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I got to beat him this week. He had Sony Michelle and uh, he had Sony Michelle. He had Sony Michelle. That's it. Okay. And uh, I had T.Y. Hilton sitting on my bench. Yeah. So I feel like T.Y. would have given me a nice, really good day today. But yeah, they were playing in a lot of garbage time. So I think for next week, if you're looking ahead, if T.Y. Hilton for some reason does not play in week six, I do think that Chester Rogers is a very legitimate flex yeah. play. Very Agreed. legitimate flex Agreed. play. He target. He was targeted a ton in this game. T.Y.B. Hilton would be a guy I'd be looking to buy. Yeah, luck is I, I co- think, making me more so. confident in his ability every single week. Yeah, and yeah. That was the big thing good. that we were worried about with T.Y. Yeah, we never questioned his ability. We just questioned if if luck could give him the ball, and he looks like to be getting better. And he he, uh, he has to be leading the league in in uh, pass attempts. Yeah, uh, and then finally, Naeem Hines. Another we'll very, either. very good game. Just catching a lot of passes, could catch the ball in traffic well. Uh, I think it was like a, a third and short or maybe even a fourth and short towards the end of the game. He had a very nice catch over the middle, reached out in between yep, two linebackers, really nice going to the ground. Nice catch. He catches the ball well in traffic, catches the ball away from his body very well. Uh, he's not good in between the tackles, but the Colts offensive line is not helping them at all either. So whether that- it's Jordan Wilkins in the game, whether it's – I don't even know if I didn't see much of Robert Turbin sure, tonight if he bit, played. But, but, um, but yeah, Naeem Hines is still a very, very nice. If you didn't get Naeem Hines already, he was a top waiver wire pickup this week. Definitely go out and get him. Um, if he's anywhere, get him. He's he, gonna, he's, yeah, he looks he, like a solid RB2 again. He he's does. He's a guy that's going to get a lot of catches, be get you those 10 points every week, and be a solid play. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, too, has to do with the, page, with the Colts offensive line. I still don't think they're very, very good. I know Anthony Costanza was back this week, but I think Locke's going to have to rely on Hines quite a yeah. bit. Um, okay, let's 
Pat, let's dish out our first quarter awards, first four weeks of the season. We're going to get out awards, and we're going to start with, I got some, you know, some taglines for each of these. Just try to get a little bit creative with it. So our first one is going to be, um, it's going to be guys who really performed well in the first four weeks of the season, but we think they're going to come back down to earth. And this is going to be called Nice Try, But. So, Pat, who is your player for Nice Try, But? I think that my guy, this should be the honorary award for him. This should be the Deshaun Jackson award. Like, if you're <laughs> going to name model this after anybody, it should be Deshaun Jackson. He's a guy that's going to get that all of a sudden blows up for a couple weeks. Maybe even the Fitzpatrick award, too. But Deshaun Jackson is my guy for this. You know, he's got 17 catches on 22 targets with three touchdowns, and he's getting 25 yards a catch. That's insane. I mean, he's he's a guy that gets 25 yards a catch on average, but he doesn't get targeted or catch nearly the, at this catch rate. His career catch rate is 56%, and he's catching 17 out of 22 with three touchdowns. He's not doing that for the rest of the season. No. Winston was is a guy that, I mean, all last season, he did not target uh, Jackson that much. I think Chris Godwin takes over a bigger role in this offense. I think Brait breaks out and starts catching a lot more passes. And, you know, he always looks for Mike Evans, and he can frustrate us and, and, and ride or die with Mike Evans. You know how he is. But I think yep. Winston's not going to be looking for Deshaun Jackson as much as Fitzpatrick did. I think he takes a big step down. Currently, he's the 14th ranked wide receiver. I doubt he finishes in the top 30. Okay. Um, Deshaun Jackson or Nelson Aguilar rest of season? Aguilar. Okay. Um, do you think that Deshaun Jackson, you can sell him high at this point? Yeah, I would like to. Still? Yeah, I would. Okay. Li- I mean, maybe try to pair him with a running back. If somebody failing, maybe try to go out and get, be like, okay, I got Deshaun Jackson and, and mm-hmm. like Derrick Henry and try to grab a piece. Maybe, yeah. maybe even just upgrade a wide receiver there, you know? Because, okay. I mean, there's there's a glut of wide receivers. Maybe go after a team that's that's running back needy than might that guy who just likes Derrick Henry in your league. Yeah, maybe even in a league, like, this might sound crazy, but maybe you can even swing, like, Deshaun Jackson for Allen Robinson. I would take that that trade oh, any, I would day. Take that any day. I, mean, I, I don't like, know if you could do it. Well, what but... about, what would you do? How about Derrick Henry and Deshaun Jackson for Allen Robinson? And then maybe tr- go after uh, their, yeah, their, their, one of the, do like that a probably. lower end running back on their bench. Yeah, I, I think so. I still am holding out hope for Derrick Henry, thinking that he's going to come around. We talked about this the other day. First four games of the season, they faced top eight rush defenses in all four games, the Titans. They were missing Jack Conklin, and um, they were missing other linemen as well. Their other tackle, Taylor Lewan. That's what I was trying to think of. So what about this one? Uh, say I'm the guy, I have Deshaun Jackson and, and uh, AP on my team, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Who, what, who do you think I can get back for that? Um, uh, put me on the spot here. What about a guy like, you know, uh, do you think Sony yeah. Michelle's too much? Uh, after tonight against the Colts, I feel like that might be a little bit of a stretch at this point. What about Carryon Johnson? Would you go in for that upside? Yes, because I am not high on AP, and I think eventually he's going to get hurt like he normally does. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think there's going to be some sort of breakdown. I think you get much more upside with on Johnson. So, yes, I would do that deal. Or what about capitalizing on the Jordan Howard owner? You know, after a bad game on the bye, try to get him rid of him both this week? Yeah. Uh, I mean... Maybe you got AP coming off the bye after a big game. 
You give him AP, and then you go, okay, I'll throw in Deshaun Jackson on the bye. You give me Jordan Howard. I don't think you can pull off that deal, personally. Um, but if you could, yes, yeah. 100%. I would take that every day of the week. Okay, uh, let's keep it moving here. Let's figure out where I was. Okay, my guy. Nice try, but nice try, but Marshawn Lynch. Look, I know he's the running back 10 in non-PPR right now, but I have some serious doubts about him staying healthy for an entire year. They're already trying to manage his reps as much as possible. He's 32, 33 years old. Um, yeah, I just don't I don't see it season long from Marshawn Lynch. I think this is still going to be a football team that's uh, not very good, and they're going to be behind in games at times. I don't know. I, I just have it's, – it's more of a gut feeling than anything. I'll be completely honest, but I do not – I am not – trusting or not putting my faith in Marshawn Lynch season long to be anywhere near a top 10 running back. Do I think he could be a top 24, 26 running back? Yeah, I think yeah. so. But top 10, no. I'll, I'll put him more towards in that 20 to 22 range. Yeah, I actually, I uh, I had a draft where I was out at the bar. It was kind of one of those leagues I didn't care about quite as much. I was out doing some trivia and missed one of my picks and I got a Marshawn Lynch auto-drafted and I hated him this year. I'm like, oh man, that was terrible. It's worked pretty, out all right. Pretty happy with it, honestly. But he's a guy I'm looking to sell because he already he has 68 carries through these four weeks. That's fifth in the league. I don't think he can hold up to that kind of break that that beatdown. He's a guy that's just he just runs into the into the pile and tries to push it through. He's a guy that's gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make you regret tackling me, and eventually that's gonna wear him down. Maybe and and you know maybe if you can't sell Marshawn Lynch, you should at least try to get Doug Martin on your bench. In mm-hmm. case he gets injured, I think that's the next guy up that'll take his workload. Yeah, if you're selling Marshawn Lynch right now for a wide receiver, how high of a wide receiver do you need? Do you need a back-end wide receiver one? Can I, you settle for a wide receiver two like I mean, John Brown, like Kenny Galladay? I would be looking to get a guy like Kenny Galladay, a, good, a guy that's pretty high up there because he's been— I guess John Brown's maybe more of a three. Yeah, I mean— uh, He's played like a two. Marshawn Lynch has been dominating. He's been very solid these past couple weeks. Been getting a lot of touchdowns. I think he's a guy you could sell for somebody up. You know, one of those top end, like you know, top mid, more like. I mean, he's a running back. You need to get you need to get a good return for him. You know, like I'm going to look for a mid mid level, top level wide. Like you want like Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. I would love Jarvis Landry for him. I think that might be a little overstating it. I'd be looking for more like a Cooper Cup, Mike or like Woods. Maybe let's see here. Like Tyler Boyd, no. Boyd would be there a guy that's getting into that spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Let's keep it rolling here, and um, let's get into our next category. And here we're going to talk about um, just the opposite end of the spectrum: guys who have not performed through the first four weeks of the season. Who? Okay. Just take it easy. Take a deep breath. These guys are going to get it going soon enough. Relax. Relax, right? So this this category is named, Hope You Didn't Fall Asleep. So, Pat, hope you didn't fall asleep, and who are we talking about? Man, I really hope you didn't fall asleep on my guy, Odell Beckham Jr. This guy is a highlight reel waiting to happen, and you ain't going to fall asleep watching him play because, man, he's just... He's lightning in a bottle. But he hasn't been yet. He hasn't. Well, the only reason, you know why he hasn't been. Because Saquon Barkley's getting all the, the passes from Eli Manning. No, that's not the reason. Because <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. is the sixth most targeted wide receiver in the league. So it's been efficiency. 
It hasn't been efficiency. He's got 31 catches on 45 targets. So That's what's the problem? Right. He's not getting touchdowns. None. Those will come. He has zero touchdowns right now. He's got the targets to be a top wide receiver in this league. He's sixth in the league in targets. This team has to pass. It's going to have to keep up with people. He is going to be all right. He'll get you there. Just wait. He will. I. Are you I, worried at all about that offensive line being bad and Eli Mann just has to keep checking it down 15 times a game to Saquon Barkley? I mean, I Odell Beckham Jr.'s overall stock might have fallen a little bit, but he's still going to be a top ten wide receiver by the end of the end of the year, and I would not doubt him being a top five by the end of the year. He's going to give you those 30, 40 point games. He has that ability, and he will do it. He will do it. He's going to win you weeks. You get him on your team, he will win you a week, guaranteed. Better season at the end of the year, Devontae Adams or Odell Beckham? Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and I like Devontae Adams. I am high on Devontae Adams. All right, well, I hope you have not fallen asleep on Odell Beckham, and I hope you have not fallen asleep on Keenan Allen yet. I know he's the wide receiver 31 in PPR. Not good, on, but he is on pace for 144 targets. Not quite as good as that 159 mark last year. But I think he still should be in that 95 to 100 catch range. And it's Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers, and that's like magic peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it goes together pretty freaking well. The only thing that goes better better together with Phillip Rivers might be Antonio Gates, but we know he's kind of over the moon at this point, right? So, uh, but yes, Keenan Allen is still going to get his. Don't panic yet. He'll be just fine, and they will get him going eventually. Um, There's going to be some – there's going to be regression with Melvin Gordon in the passing game. Uh, he cannot, I don't think he can sustain this all year. I still think Melvin Gordon's going to be a huge part of the offense, but there's going to be a bit of a target share decrease there. Now, Mike Williams, how does he factor in? He's looked pretty good, caught a couple touchdowns, two or th- like three touchdowns maybe this year already. Uh, but Keenan Allen is still going to get his. So I hope you have not slept on Keenan Allen and Odell Beckham Jr., and that takes us into our third category, first four weeks of the year. Yuck. Big old yuck. Uh, these are guys that, man, have just laid huge eggs the first four weeks. So, Pat, yuck to who? All right. My yuck player of the year is a guy you know, I know that I was yeah, I was rising on towards the, uh, the, the end of the drafting season, Kenyon Drake. Man, Mr. Yuckface. Yuck. Just like oh. Capital Y-U-C-K. It's like swallowing like moonshine or turpentine <laughs> or something, man. All right. He's just like, oh. Four. He's had 33 touches through the first four weeks and only 107 yards. That's good for 3.2 yards rushing. I know yards rushing isn't the greatest stat, but he's only had one touchdown. Man, this he's only, and he's only getting 10 targets. He only has 10 catches. This is not good. He has not been playing well. And the last two games, he's had eight uh, run. He had the, he's had eight rushes between those two games. That is bad. That's crazy. Eight what is carries he doing? In two what games. are they doing there? Like this is this and is, the this crazy is like, thing is Ryan Tannehill is not even throwing the ball very much. No, he's not. They well, they're not even running that many offensive plays, which is an, a reason to be maybe a little more like a little more optimistic. Maybe they'll run some more offensive plays as the year goes on, but. Man, he got only three carries last last week for three yards. What are you doing? What is Gase doing? They're like Gore is. I mean, I get the Gore is a great guy. He's probably a great locker room presence. He does things right. But Kenyon Drake is a game breaker. You need to get him the ball more. 
But it, but you can't start him right now. But at the same yeah. time, you can't drop him. It's just a yuck situation. Mm-hmm. I do not want anything to do with him. But you can't sell him. You can't drop him. I I, I mean, I even saw him got dro- he got dropped in one of my leagues. Do you even want to buy? I really buy- wanted to pick him up, but I just who am I going to drop for? Yeah. Do you even want to buy low on him? No. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't think it's his ability. I think it's the coaching situation, and who knows. With Adam Gase, what the heck he's going to do? Well, it's really weird because the last, I think, five games of 2017, they rode him. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. And he looked great. And he still looks good. It's just they're not using him. They're not using him at all. Yeah. All right. Well, Pat is very fired up about Kenyon Drake. I need need some mouthwash after talking about that. Yeah. Well, make that two doses because yuck to Derrick Henry. Oh, my God. He's my yuck player. 54 carries, 163 yards in four games. Oh my gosh, three something yards per What's carry. That stink? Oh. No. <laughs> that is the stench here? of Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake not doing anything for fantasy purposes this season. And yes, Kenyon Drake, or sorry, Derrick Henry, both of them bad, but Derrick Henry specifically, very bad so far. Look, it's been a weird year for the Titans so far. They've gone up against four of the top eight. Um, in all four games so far, they've gone up against top eight run defenses. The first game of the season, they had about a six-hour delay. Weird game. A lot of lightning, whatever. Then they get into some odd game scripts. Mariota isn't playing. Blaine Gabbard is playing. It, it was a weird situation. So, look, I think I have more of more hope for Derrick Henry than I do for Kenyon Drake at this point, I think. I don't, I don't love him I either, but... I do. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm like jumping for joy right now that Dwayne's playing Derrick Henry against me this week. But uh, I feel here's like, well, one. I, over- I think this week could be a decent Derrick Henry week. I'm not saying he's going to have like 150 yards and whatever, but I think this could be a game where he runs for 85 or 90 yards and Can maybe, maybe even that? runs two touchdowns. Let's just wait a week for that. Okay. All right. I'm sorry I even said anything, but I could think it could happen this week. I think it'll be a good game script for the, the Titans to do that, at least. And we saw what happens with game scripts. Good All right. Game scripts. Well, I got to get Buffalo this. Buffalo Bills happen to good game scripts. Yeah. Let's get this bad taste out of my mouth and your mouth, Pat. And let's talk about some guys who, wow, they really kind of came into their own in year two. Um, and we're going to call this section, this category. Okay, I see you. I see you. Okay, I see, I see you. Let's, uh, let me let you start with this one. <laughs> Okay, I see you. Oh, I almost said your guy. Uh, okay, I see you, Kenny Galladay. That's my guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. That is my guy. That's I, your that guy, is, really. Is guy. That's your guy, really. Um, but Kenny Galladay, I did not expect this from the Lions passing attack, really. I still thought it was going to be the Marvin Jones and Golden Tate show. So did I. So I, did I. I, I mean, I was promi- it was kind of promising some of the things we saw last year and we heard last year about Galladay and even in the summer, but I still didn't think he was going to step up like this. No, and I buried looked, him in my ranks at the start of the year, man. I just kept – he was – I didn't even think I ranked him, honestly. I mean, no, I, I, I mean – like the top 60 guys and whoever thinks going to get drafted in my leagues, and yeah. I didn't even have him in my ranks. I was looking at the rookie wide receivers, DJ Moore, yeah, Calvin Ridley, uh, John Brown, more than Kenny Galladay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been awesome for him. The snap counts have been there. The usage has been there. I think he's got – 96 or 97 percent of the snaps past few games compared to, to golden tate who's around 79 percent so he's out snapping him it's been really promising for for uh, uh kenny galladay 
and the connection with Matt Stafford. And he so just far. looks good. That catch he made yeah. last last week looks fall, athletic, falling away, yep. falling backwards on towards the sideline. That yep. that that bullet pass he caught. And he's he got very good body like control. He looks good. He's going. I think that once. I mean, he's taken over that Marvin Jones role, and he could be a neck or like one of the better next great receivers in this league. I think he's better than Marvin Jones. I think he is too. Yeah. I think he is too. All right, Pat. Okay, I see you. All right, I see you, Juju. A Juju on that beat. I like oh, it. Oh, man, I love this guy. I mean, coming in last year, he was dominating. A guy that was hyper-efficient. The guy you never thought could do it again. But, wow, has he been another stud this year. Over over top of what my expectations were. You know, I had him as a, you know, a mid-range wide receiver, too. A guy under Amari Cooper, Demarius Thomas. I'll be honest. I wasn't, I wasn't excited about drafting no, him in the fourth round. I thought he was no way he was going to repeat what he did last year. He's not going to ever see that. He's going to see maybe a few more targets, but there's no way he's going to repeat that efficiency. AB's going to take over in that role. And, man, if we were re-wrong. This guy has just been freaking dominant all year. He's been taking... And I feel like I remember a section earlier this year on this pod when I said, you know... Is there a chance that Juju could start taking some some uh, receptions and some targets away from AB? And me and Juju just kind of laughed at it, said, "Nah, man, no way." And you know, really, he kind of hasn't. But the same time, he's in. But Ben's been throwing the ball, having to throw the ball so much this year that he's just been getting. He's just, he's Ben's security blanket across the middle. Mm-hmm. And you know, Connor hasn't been able to take quite take over for Le'Veon. He's been filling in that role, getting a lot of those passes, and he's looked amazing doing it. This is another budding star in this league, and man, am I happy he's on my team. Yeah, do you think it downgrades Antonio Brown for the entire season, or do we see a little bit... Is it is it a... You know, is it setting in to be a changing of the guard a little bit, or do we think it gets back to that A-B kind of... You know, he'll get back to being A.B. I don't think so. You know, A.B. is the second most targeted wide receiver in the league. Yeah, you know, that's you know, a good point. You know who number two, three is? Juju. Juju. Yeah. That's wild. That's how much Ben's throwing the ball. Like, he's he's just looking at Antonio Brown and Juju. These guys are eating, and I don't see it stopping. The Steelers' defense is not good. They're gonna People are going to throw all over this defense all year, and Ben's going to have to try to keep up with it, and Juju and ben, and A.B. are going to be the beneficiaries. Yep. I think maybe A.B.'s could see a little bit of a decline this year with Juju stepping into his own, but I think that they're both going to be very good receivers going forward. Okay, our next category. I did not see this coming, and two more guys here. Pat, I'll let you lead this one off. I did not see this coming. Do you have a guy? We're talking about. Wait, 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 wait. We're trying to. Pat's forgotten oh, who oh, he's talking yeah. about here. Okay, yeah. And now, so, he, now he knows. I know. All right. I, you know what I didn't see coming was this freaking <laughs> Chiefs offense, man. Holy yeah? crap, yep. has Mahomes been good? And not only Mahomes, Andy Reid has been making things easy on Mahomes. People have been just wide open running across the field. Yes, Mahomes has been a stud, but there have been times where just guys are like. The, 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 the scheme has just been phenomenal. Tyreek Hill's been balling, you know? I mean, he hasn't had the biggest games in the world in the past couple times, but but there's just everything is going right with this Chiefs offense no matter what they do, whether they're giving the ball to Kareem Hunt, whether they're throwing passes to Tyreek Hill, whether Sammy Watkins is getting involved, whether like Kelsey's going across the middle. They yeah. can do no wrong. 
This is what we thought this offense could be, but it's even on like steroids. Now. On steroids, and and Mahomes, you thought Mahomes was going to be a gunslinger, and he has been a gunslinger, but he has not seen any of the downsides of gunslinger. He has no. zero interceptions. Yeah, man, you tell me when anybody ever thought that would happen. I'll tell you, nobody. And I think <laughs> that maybe he slows down a little bit, but I think Kareem Hunt picks it up a little bit. Do not be afraid of starting Kareem Hunt. He's a wide receiver. He's a running back one, and a wide receiver one for the rest of the season. <laughs> maybe even a tight end one. Yeah. You start him every week. You start everybody in this in this Chiefs offense until further notice. Who? This is a random question. Who has done a better job with their respective offense, scheming things up for their quarterback? Um, Andy Reid or McVay. I am? Yeah, Sean McVay. I'm sorry. I'm dropping. I'm dropping. It's okay. It's I'm, I'm, it's yeah, late. it is late. Second podcast. Sean McVay or Andy Reid? Who's done a better job with their offense? You only go Andy Reid in this year. I mean, McVay's, yeah. McVay's is, is it has a, is been better, genius, but, but they're both amazing. They're both amazing, and that, you're 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 comparing two greats, but right. with it to for a first like for a quarterback who's starting in his first couple games, you got to give it to Andy mm-hmm. Reid. All right, my um, I did not see this coming. Guy is well, it's it's more of a kind of a, I guess a phrase or you know. A specific topic is Adam Thielen's role, Holy his man. role in the Vikings offense. We were both on board, we Pat, really thinking that Stefan Diggs was going to be. Look, last year I, I think uh, Thielen had 142 targets. Diggs, I think, only played in 14 games, so it was it was less naturally. But I thought it would close the gap more to, you know, maybe 130 to 125, yeah. something like that. Um, Boy, the way this is going, I mean, with Thielen, it looks like he's going to blow it out of the water again. Now it's fifty-six to forty-four. Thielen two digs in the target share. So it's it. Look, Diggs is still having a nice season. Um, he had that bad game against Buffalo, which was just weird. But D- Thielen was the one who ate that game too. Um, but Thielen is leading the league in targets with those fifty-six rec- fifty-six targets. Um, he's the wide receiver two in PPR. So this has just been a dream come true story for Adam Thielen with Kirk Cousins so far. I don't see it slowing down. It looks like a beautiful connection, a beautiful love story between Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. And uh, yeah, nothing but good things to say. Crazy. I don't don't have him anywhere. I actually really barely have digs just because I got T.Y. Hilton where I thought I'd get digs in a lot of leagues. But, you know, I really was high on digs this year. But man, does Thielen look good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the dun 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 fantasy wasteland team. We're gonna put together four guys here: one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end. Pat, who is our quarterback? The choke squad. Yeah. Who's our quarterback on our fantasy I'm wasteland team? I'm gonna nominate Russell Wilson for this team. Man, yeah. is he he's. I mean, he's Spinning. faced a lot. He's faced a lot of 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 uh, you know hardships this year. Losing his top, he lost his top tight end before the season started. He lost his top uh, his top wide receiver to a uh, knee injury, and he just got him back. And maybe he can Im- improve with that. But That line you know, is what's ba- li- holding them back. You know, I think that line will improve. I think it's looked better than last year. I think a lot of it's been on a little bit on Russ, too, because he holds the ball a lot. And just some good scheming from some good defenses they faced. I mean, they faced the the Chicago Bears the first week. So I think there's going to be some better days to come for this this Seahawks offense. But man, has he been ugly? He's been. I've seen him dropped in some leagues, and I'm picking him up where I can. Unfortunately, I have a lot of good quarterbacks or Aaron Rodgers, 
in my league, so I don't need him quite as much. But if I can, I'm picking him up and stashing him because he's mm-hmm. going to get good. Yeah, there's hope because we've seen it before from Russell. He's not running as much this year. He hasn't. Um, it, it's just been ugly for the Seahawks. They're, I don't. I just think they're not a very good team. No, but that defense is not good either, so they're going to need to right. try to score points somehow yeah. in some way. But that defense is also what helped Russell Wilson be good in the past is they set him up with short they fields. They, he benefited from leaning on that defense, playing with leads. That goes a long way for the efficiency of your offense. It does, but he, now he's going to just need some garbage time points. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about running back. We already talked about him, so we're not going to do too much more in-depth about Kenyon Drake, but he's just been terrible. He has to be, I think, the the, the running back on our fantasy wasteland team to this point, kind of battling with the – with. Uh, sorry. Blah, 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 blah. We, we, Spit we it both, out. We both feel a little bit better about Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is the guy. And wide receiver, Pat, Demarius Thomas. Oh, man. What a sad day. Been Demarius rough. Emmanuel Sanders has easily, easily been the better receiver for the Broncos and so Cortland far. And Cortland Sutton's I predict, been better than Demarius. That. Yeah. Uh, it's been just, uh, ugh, it's been ugly for Demarius so far. Not good. Um, not a guy that I want to buy low on. And, and Case not Keenum a guy that I can start. Either. No. Case Keenum hasn't looked good either, so that doesn't help at all. Nope. Not a guy I want on my team. And tight end on our fantasy wasteland team. I'll let you announce our terrible tight end. Yeah, that's the guy I was really high on at the start of the year. But Trey Burton. I mean, that whole the uh, the whole tight end. You really dominate the entire landscape of tight ends this year. Guys like Greg Olson, Evan Ingram going down. Even like a guy like Hunter Henry going down at the start of the year. Like I had him in Dynasty, but Trey Burton. He just hasn't gotten going yet. You know, you thought he was going to get a lot of reception in, in, receptions in this offense, that, that uh, uh, Nagy's going to come in and revolutionize this team, but it just hasn't happened yet. You know, Trubisky's been really up and down. He's either looked freaking – he's either been, been solid or he's been absolutely horrendous, and he just hasn't been looking uh, Trey Burton's way, so he just hasn't produced like you thought he would. Yeah. Yeah, he's been going more to Allen Robinson, I think, than anybody. Taylor Gabriel has gotten his a little bit. Um, but yeah, and it, it just has not, it, it just has not materialized so far for Trey Burton. Trey Burton only has uh, 19 targets this entire year. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Five, I guess then over the, you know, five a game, basically yeah. more or less. Not what you're looking for. Um, okay. So that's our fantasy wasteland team. IDP MVP second round pick from South Carolina state this year has got the most points in IDP, at least in our league where a tackle counts as a point. Some leagues aren't like that. We do it that way. 77 fantasy points. Darius Leonard. Man, is he been a what a What a find. I wish yeah. the Steelers would have yeah, got him, he right? Went, he went like what? Like eight, nine picks after? Yeah, took, early in the second round. He took our guy, what, uh, Tremaine Ed, or Terrell Edmonds? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 77 fantasy points, 38 tackles, four sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Did not play tonight at the Patriots, but... He has been exceptional so far. And you gotta um, you gotta give a an honorable mention to Khalil Mack, man. Has he been a dominant, dominant player? Well, what's crazy is he's been dominant and still Darius Leonard has, has I think, about more eight points. more yeah. points than him. Now been, granted he's racking, he's, racking up tackles. The tackles help. Yes. And in some leagues I imagine Khalil Mack's is scoring a lot more points in those big play leagues in, in leagues where you But you're able, still they, getting what, three or four points per fumble? Forced. There's some leagues that it's just they get they get a it's lot just more two? Of those big kind of plays. What are we doing ours? I, I think, think it's two. two. I think Is it's it two? Two, two okay. and two. Okay. Well, 
Yeah, he's been he's been just great with the big plays. Darius Leonard, our IDP MVP so far through the first Unfortunately, four weeks. he didn't play this tonight. Right, yeah. He didn't yeah. play tonight, but man, I hope you kept him because he's going to be a stud the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, and then let's cap this thing off with our fantasy all-pro team, Pat, and then our fantasy MVP. Our fantasy all-pro team. Why don't we team. start out with our fantasy MVP just because I feel like these two guys are both on our uh, fantasy yeah. all-pro team. Yeah, let's do it. Who's yours? All right, my my uh, fantasy MVP for this for this so far this year is Alvin Kamara. Man, this guy has looked like a stud. I mean, he's getting so and he's getting so many freaking targets. He's got thirty five receptions on forty seven targets, and he's even running the ball well, which I didn't actually even know until I started doing this research. He's got five yards of carry. He's and he on and six touchdowns. This guy has been dominant, just like you expect him to be when you drafted him. Now he could take us a little bit of a step back with Mark Ingram. He's still an RB one though. Oh, easily. I, I mean, he he t- he goes from the number one RB in fantasy to like the fourth RB in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna still get the targets. If anything, this is good for him. He. I don't think he could hold up to this workload all year. He's gonna get injured. So if anything, I'm maybe a little more happy that this offense could even see more drives extended that he could be in on. And he can take a little bit of a step back and be maybe a little more efficient on less carries. Yeah. So he is my easily my fantasy MVP. He is the stud that you drafted him to be. Yeah, and my fantasy MVP, Patrick Mahomes, what more can you say? I don't even think I need to really get into the numbers to explain to you how good no. this guy has been. You've all seen him in the highlights. He's the talk of the league right now. He's been the best quarterback in the league right now. Pat, my question to you is, Pat, can Patrick Mahomes finish the season as the number one quarterback in fantasy? I don't think he does. I don't think I think Drew Brees can pass him at this point. Okay. Drew Brees has been a stud as well because of Alvin Kamara and another nominee for this list, uh, Michael Thomas. But uh, I think he, I think Mahomes, so the the defenses get some tape on him, can start slowing him down a little bit. The Chiefs' offense becomes a little bit less, you know, new and exciting. And teams start to slow him down, find out what Mahomes' weaknesses are. I still think he ends as a top five wide quarterback, but I think guys like Breeze, Brady, Aaron Rodgers can pass him up at some point. Yeah. Sorry, if you hear a little bit of slurping in the background, that's Pat drinking that's water dog. out of his bowl. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah, me. My dog. Yeah, that's, boy. that's Chase. Uh, all right, anyway. Yeah, so um, where, where was I talking about? Oh, Patrick Mahomes, I do think he's going to be the quarterback one at the end of this year. I'm calling it right now. I think he's awesome. I think if anything, if teams start to, um, you know, game plan on him, it's going to be next year. I don't think in the season right now, I don't think there's going to be enough of an adjustment. I think it's going to take an offseason. I think this offense is humming at too high of a level that – I just don't see it slowing down. You don't see Jacksonville stopping him? This Maybe, week? but that's one week. If he scores 20 points against Jacksonville. All it takes is one de- one defense to crack the code and then it's copycat league, man. Yeah, maybe, but I, st- I don't think any team in this league has the playmakers that Jacksonville does that can that can do that on a consistent basis. We'll see. We shall see. That's the fun of fantasy. Yes. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. And we're going to finish the podcast off tonight by listing our fantasy all pro team we have let's count them here one two three four five six one quarterback two running backs two receivers and a tight end and our quarterback patrick mahomes our first running back alvin kamara of course these guys have been fantastic so far 
And our second running back paddle, let's talk about one of your favorite players in the league. Oh, man, it came down to, it came down to two guys. You know, Todd Gurley is definitely deserving to be on this list, but a guy that you probably drafted a little bit later and a guy I was pretty high on this year, Melvin Gordon. Man, what a stud. You know, I've loved him ever since you traded me back a couple <laughs> years ago when he broke out, and yep. holy crap, has he looked freaking good this year. Catching balls everywhere, running like he's been running well. In a redraft, if we, you know, we're going back, we're drafting again. Where are you drafting Melvin Gordon? Three. Okay, so you're drafting Gurley. I think actually, Gurley. I, I think I take him too. I think I think rest of the season, I like him a little bit better than Kamara. Wait, would you take Kamara one overall? No, first overall. I would still take Gurley. Gurley, yeah. Gordon, Kamara. Gurley, Gordon, Kamara, and Kamara and Gordon. I would really have to sit there and think about it. Yeah. Ah, oh, crazy, crazy. Okay, um, yeah, it's it's just been an outstanding year for the two running backs, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, our two running backs on the fantasy All Pro team so far through four weeks, and our two wide receivers. We talked about him already, Adam Thielen. Wow, the role that he's had so far, leading the league in targets with fifty six targets, just unbelievable. Least amount of targets he's had in one game, twelve. Crazy. And then the other guy who maybe has been who's been better, better, which is hard to do, but it's Michael Thomas. Man, and he has forty-two catches on forty-four targets. That's it's wild. That's the most. That's one of the most crazy that's stats wild. I've ever heard. Yeah, easily insane. So Michael Thomas is our second fan. And, you pretty and, much need a freaking jackhammer to get that ball out of his hands. Yeah, imagine doing this on a draft. Dot com team when oh you get five God. guys and you know you could do this uh but no the, these are um these guys i think are all kind of self-explanatory mm-hmm. and they've been great to this point all guys that look if you have absolutely hold on to i don't think you can trade for them in any scenario you'd have to give up a haul you think there are teams out there that might have started out girl or gordon gordon uh gordon thomas thielen um, I imagine there's some, teams, there's some teams out there. There's people out there yeah. listening that have those three guys that are just laughing, smoking a cigar, sipping on some <laughs> fine whiskey right now, just just watching the points roll in every week. Yeah, that's true. That's probably be really good in that big money league I'm in, all the oh, points and stuff. You'd be rolling. Yeah, there's teams that are probably doing that. You're right. That's a good one. Um, all right, let's let's wrap this thing up. Tight end Zach Ertz, who's having a big year. Now Travis Kelsey is kind of right there. This yeah. is the, probably the closer. One, I think, the yeah, pretty, closer to bait. They're, they're right there. Uh, Gronk has not had a Gronk year to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zach Ertz, okay, he'll get there. We, even when, um, uh, when Wentz was out. Even yeah, even when here's when me, Wentz was out. Yeah, the other guy, Nick Foles. Oh, when Nick God, Foles I cannot said, think yeah. of people's names tonight. I'm sorry. Even when Nick Foles, probably because it's about one o'clock in the morning, he actually just turned one. When Nick Foles was in there, he was still targeting him heavily, and it's back to looking like. Zach Ertz is going to be Carson Wentz's favorite target this year. Yeah. You got to give the honorable mention to Kittle, though, man. He's been a late-round stealer. He's been very good so far, but not Can quite good enough not to make, good enough to make the, the all-pro team. Nope. All right, everybody. Well, listen, enjoy the Week 5 action. Two podcasts recorded tonight. Going to be coming out tomorrow, Friday. And um, like I said, enjoy the Week 5 action. Going to be a very another very good week. Chiefs, Jaguars. Um, what else we got? Steelers, Steelers Atlanta. Saint, Steelers, Saints. And the Steelers, then, Falcons. Or Falcons, Saints. God, it really is 1 o'clock in the morning. Steelers, Falcons. And then there's another big one, and it, it's Eagles, Vikings. Devils play on Saturday. <laughs> We're not talking about that right now. It's still October. 
All right, everybody, have a great night. Signing off for Pat the Stats. I'm your host, James Swanson, for Pat Cotter. We will talk to you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah.